Hey there, how are you? I hope you are having an amazing day or evening, depending of course when you are here. Today we are going to be talking about having gaps in our resume and the impacts of those gaps. So stay with me. You are listening to the Career Talk Learn, Grow, Thrive podcast, where we talk about all things career-related. I tell you how it is, and we get right to the point. I'm your host, Stephanie Dennis, and my background is in HR, which is what I have my master's degree in. My passion is really helping others, sharing my knowledge, and doing that so others can make positive changes in their lives. So, here we are. This is a great time to mention this podcast does contain adult language. I'm sure most of us have had gaps in our resume or gaps between jobs, right? So job gaps. And sometimes that is something that doesn't impact us at all. And other times it does have impacts. So we're going to talk about job gaps, why people might have them, and the impact it could have on you. All right, so there could be many reasons someone has a gap in their resume. So if you are a fellow recruiter, hey, how you doing? If you are a hiring manager, how's it going? Welcome to the podcast. Let's run through a quick list of reasons why people may have gaps in their resume. Uh, This is not an inclusive list, of course. However, some of the most common, we have 13 of them. Number one, they had a layoff or they were part of a layoff or part of a reduction in force. Number two, the company just folded, right? (laughs) There are plenty of companies out there and, you know, horror stories I've heard where someone has a job one day and the next day they don't and their company closed. Number three, the person left before finding something new, right? Sometimes people are in in toxic situations where they just need to get out even before they have an opportunity or time to find something different. Number four, maybe they were a contractor and their contract ended. Number five, they needed to take time off to care for a family member. Number six, maybe they were caring for a young child. Number seven, medical reasons. Number eight, addiction recovery. If anyone's listening and you have gone through that, huge kudos to you. Congratulations. That is not easy. And hopefully this podcast is helping you get back into the workforce. Number nine, relocation. Number 10, maybe you wanted to start your own company. Number 11, you did some traveling. Number 12, you had spiritual or religious reasons. And number 13, personal development. So as you can see, many reasons, and I'm sure there are many more I don't have listed as to why someone could possibly have a gap in their resume. Now, the biggest thing is, okay, there's lots of reasons why but what are the impact? How is that going to impact me if I have a gap in my resume as a job seeker who's looking for a new opportunity? Let's talk about it. Number one, let's just talk about the most obvious, <laughs> right? It could be viewed as a negative. You know, why did they take the time off? What were they doing? Were they, you know, sitting on the couch watching Netflix? No judgment. <laughs> Sometimes people just need a freaking break, you know? <laughs> I get that. I totally get that. But people are going to wonder, right? And oftentimes the brain is wondering things. And if we don't have the answer, the brain will try to fill it in on its own, good, bad, or otherwise. So it's our job as the job seeker to fill in that blank for the hiring professionals so they're not making assumptions on their own. 
Number two, people could think you have the gap because you couldn't find a job, right? So if you're in an interview and someone says, oh, it looks like you left three months ago, what made you leave and what have you been doing since? So if you say, oh, well, I left because I wanted to find a better opportunity and I've been looking ever since, depending on when you're listening and what our market is like, if the market is still very hot for candidates to find jobs, meaning uh, it is a candidate market, further meaning that it is hard for employers to find good employees. On the flip side of that, it is easy for candidates to find jobs easier, I should say. So if we are still in a candidate market when you are listening to this, that is probably going to be a red flag right? So before all of the COVID-19 layoffs happened, there were not enough people to fill the open jobs that companies had. Now, the market has changed, right, with COVID-19. I am hoping, (laughs) fingers crossed, COVID-19 changes are temporary and we're going to go back to a candidate market, right? Because that means our economy is going to get stronger as well. So again, red flag, if it's a candidate market, there are more jobs than there are people and it's taking someone a long time to find an opportunity. However, even if that is the case, (laughs) what I would recommend you saying is that you took time off to recharge and, you know, whatever it is you were doing, and you're just now starting to get back into the job market, the job hunting mode, or however you want to phrase it, right? Number three, the gap could be time for you to recharge. Like I said, uh, if you took a couple months to literally catch up on sleep and take baths and go to the beach and do freaking yoga, hell yeah, kudos to you, more power to you. (laughs) And that's okay to say, hey, I took some time. It was the first time in 15, 20 years that I took a couple months for me and now I'm ready to dive back in. That is totally fine. Number four, could be an opportunity for you to reevaluate your priorities, right? Oftentimes, if we are going 100 miles an hour you know, five days a week working, you know, 50 plus hours a week and it's just work, 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 you might need to pause and be like, I think I need to reevaluate my life a little bit. And I say that like lightheartedly, but also seriously, right? So if your number one priority is your family, but you're working 70, 80 hours a week, that is conflicting, right? So I have known people who've been in that situation where they're like, I'm going to resign. I'm going to take a month or two to rebalance. And then I'm going to go look for an opportunity that offers me more balance in my life, right? Number five, could be a great time to learn something new, gain a new skill set, dig deeper on something you already know, you know, dive in, become a further expert on whatever it is that you already are really good at. Number six, maybe you want to start and hopefully finish (laughs) new projects, right? Maybe that could be, God, I feel like I have like so many projects on my to-do list. I want a floating deck in my backyard. I want a front floating deck. I want to build a fire pit in my backyard. I have the podcast, which I'm not starting, but it's an ongoing project, right? So every month or so, I sit down and record three to five episodes, I edit them, and then I get like a week or two where I don't have to actively do anything from a recording and production standpoint, but I just get to engage with my listeners, which is really fun. So whatever those projects could be, it could be maybe you're moving, maybe you are relocating, uh, whatever it might be. Number seven, starting a business super exciting. I get super excited and I nerd out on business stuff every time someone's like, oh, I'm thinking about starting a business. I'm like, tell me more. (laughs) You know, I just want to soak up all of that type of conversation. 
Number eight, maybe you stepped away from a job that you weren't in love with and now you're taking the opportunity to do a little bit of self-care, recharge, but you're also picking up some part-time work as well. Number nine, maybe you are looking to change careers or adjust the industries that you're working in. Number 10, an opportunity to pick up contracting work or temporary work, right? So maybe you were a corporate employee doing marketing and you really just need to take some time off, but you're open to a couple projects here and there, websites like Upwork and Fiverr, things like that. Great opportunity to be involved in short-term, quicker projects without that long-term, full-time employment commitment. And number 11 could be a really great time to do some volunteering for organizations that really serve your passion and your purpose. All right, some tips. If you have gaps in your resume or quite literally right in your job history, diving into these, number one, explain the gap. However, (laughs) keep it short and be confident, right? So if you have listened to the Steph Story series, right, part of the podcast, my contract with my last company ended very abruptly and it ended early. And it was because the team that I was supporting was having financial struggles, right? very unexpected for me. And I did have a gap because for the first time since I was 16 years old, (laughs) I was like, I'm going to take a minute. (laughs) Girl needs a break. Like I just need to breathe for a little bit because that was a very, very intense contract. It was amazing. I learned a lot. It was just a lot of work. So I was like, oh, I'm just gonna take a minute, take a minute to breathe. So I literally, I took like probably three-ish months. <laughs> it was perfect timing because it was like middle of October. So I was coming up on Thanksgiving and Christmas holidays and New Year's. So I'm just gonna take time to chill, enjoy time with my family, be like work-free and just do all of the family Christmassy holiday traditions. I usually don't get to do because as a contractor, generally speaking, (laughs) you do not get paid time off. So if you do not work, you do not get paid. So I took time off and literally how I explained it, contract ended early. So I took that opportunity as I was approaching the holidays to really recharge, spend time with my family. And now I'm diving back in. Now, if people are like, okay, but why did your contract end early? I'm happy to dive into that. However, because it was not at all based on my performance, which is really important as a contractor that it wasn't about me, right? It was about budget. So I'm happy to explain that if someone asks. And sometimes I would say, you know, due to budget, they had to end my contract early, you know, took a few few months off, family holidays, blah, 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 blah. And then sometimes if I get the sense that they're like, okay, but really, if they're not sure, right? I'll say, you know, every manager I worked for, because I had (laughs) quite a few... (laughs) in this particular organization. Every manager I worked for is happy to be a reference, right? So confidence for them to be like, okay, it wasn't her and her performance, right? Number two, keep it positive. Number three, provide productive things you did during the time off. So if you did positive things on my situation, honestly, I didn't do a whole lot of productive things. Like personally, I did. Like I moved into my house the middle of October and no, my contract ended middle of November. I think. Now I'm getting all my days mixed up. Anyway, I just moved into my house. So I like moved in, I got myself situated, like I did all this home stuff, right? So I didn't really have a whole lot of like work productive things to offer. But if you did productive things, definitely put that in there. Um, I did do a couple online courses, nothing like life changing for a recruiter, but definitely if you did productive things, make sure you bring that up. If it's just a couple months to recharge, I don't know that it's necessary 
to list out, you know, all this productivity because you were just truly recharging. Number four, network, network, network. Make sure you continue to be networking, asking around if people know about different opportunities, even if you're not ready yet, right? Maybe you want to take three months off and you're in month two. The interview process is long. generally speaking, right? So you want to make sure you're keeping abrupt with what's going on in the market and what people have available. And just because you want to take three months off, if the dream opportunity shows up and knocks at your door at months two and a half, (laughs) you know, that two weeks probably isn't going to be a deal breaker if it's your dream job. Number five, resume. So this is where sometimes people get stressed out, I think. So if you just have a couple months off, right? So in my case, it was exactly three months, actually, like two of the week. It was 12 full weeks, which means it was definitely November. (laughs) Doing math backwards in my... It doesn't matter. It's not about me. But people get, I think, nervous on the resume, especially if it's just a couple months. So they'll be like, okay, November of 2019 to, you know, February of 2020, I didn't have anything to list. Okay, so instead of putting... November 2019 is your last end date and your new start date is February 2020. Maybe you just put your last end date was 2019 and your new start date is 2020. You can use the year instead of the month and the year if that makes sense for your resume. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't, right? Number six, don't dwell on the gap. It's not that big of a deal. I know it sometimes feels like it is, especially if it's an extended period of time. However, there are a lot of people who have had to take time off and majority of human beings understand just that. So it might be a little bit more challenging. Absolutely. But don't dwell on it and make that the mountain you have to climb. Number seven, be honest and be transparent. We definitely don't want to lie to people while we're interviewing, right? And we also want to make sure we are putting ourselves in a positive light. So if you ended up having to take time off because of a layoff or your contract ended and you looked for a job for three whole months and, you know, finally got the job after two months of looking, I would still frame that how I mentioned earlier. We want to be honest. We want to be transparent. We also don't want to come across as desperate, right? And during that time, I would hope someone did take the time to rest and recharge while they're also job hunting. I would just literally, like I said earlier, took some time to recharge, spent some time with my family and now dive in and getting serious about finding my next opportunity or however you want to phrase it. And number eight, prepare to discuss, but don't focus on it, right? Don't make it the focus and the core of the conversation, but be prepared to talk to the gaps that are in your resume or in your history. We want to make sure when we are interviewing, we're focusing on our accomplishments, our skill set, what we bring to the table and not a gap in the resume. So like I said, it doesn't need to be, and it shouldn't be the focus of the conversation, but it should absolutely be something you're prepared to briefly and confidently talk about. All right. I hope you found this episode helpful and valuable. If you have questions you want me to answer on the show, head over to the link below. There's a Google survey. You can enter them there. As always, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being here, listening to the show, supporting it. I really appreciate you. You can find more information over at stuffdennis13.com. And if you want to learn how we can work together, head over to listen to careertalk.com for more information. And if you want to support the show, you can do so via our online store careertalkswag.com. You can make a donation via PayPal or Anchor and or you can also leave a rating or review for the podcast. All of the links are below. Uh, you can reach out to me on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at StuffDennis13 and then Instagram at careertalkpodcast. 
as well. We are written, produced, hosted, and edited by yours truly. You are so awesome, so amazing. I hope you have a fabulous rest of your day.